I'm Ann Vandersteel, and welcome to the Zelenko Report, where truth and God are taking down the tyranny of our time. Today, episode number seven in our continuing series on 9-11 from crime scene to courtroom with architect Richard Gage of richardgage911.org. We'll be going into more parallels with COVID, just how our government has been conspiring to work against we the people and their hubris at expediting their playbook from pandemic to uh, diabolical actions just so they can control the masses is actually finally catching up with them as we continue the exposing on our 9-11 series. Please thank our sponsors at zstacklife.com. Use promo code foundation for your immune support, as well as mypillow.com, promo code foundation, and head on over for your gold and silver needs to kirkelliotphd.com forward slash and. Please enjoy our continuation in 9-11 with Richard Gage. for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. At the Brighteon Store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighteon, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brighteonstore.com. Many watching Brighteon TV will remember the fiery speech from Dr. Alan Keyes at the annual state Republican dinner that ended in repeated standing ovations. Dr. Keyes has been an articulate and passionate spokesman for faith, convictions, and consistently strong enough to resist the tug of political convenience. Alan pierces through the ethical haze of our time and calls us to stand up for the truth, knowing that you cannot have the right to do wrong. Get your download of Our Character, Our Future, an audiobook by Dr. Alan Keyes, exclusive to the Brideon TV audience. Dr. Alan Keyes personally read and recorded our exclusive audiobook version of his timeless essays in Our Character, Our Future for this very special promotion. You can order it by going to www.imtv.us and click on Special Offer. It's available at only $19.95 for a very limited time. You'll not only enjoy a tremendous savings, but you'll get an amazing piece of literature read by Dr. Dr. Alan Keyes himself. Get yours today. Go to www.imtv.us and get this Brighteon TV exclusive offer.
And welcome back to the continuing series here on the Zelenko Report with Richard Gage of richardgage911.org. It's always a pleasure to see you. Last week, Richard, we were talking about the uncanny similarities and parallels between 9-11 and COVID. And some of them included the false official accounts of what actually happened that day, which I think we're seeing in real time. We've just now learned the DOD has been conspiring, and we're going to come back to that. But interestingly enough, the Pentagon, when it took the hit on 9-11, was all also in the very same spot, the Department of Navy, which was doing the investigation to that $2.3 trillion that went missing, that uh, Secretary Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense, had made the public aware just the day before. So the same entity that was investigating where that money could have gone missing or how it went missing is where they took a, a a plane, apparently, or some kind of explosion happened there. And then, of course, the language, this elusive, powerful enemy, Osama bin Laden, living in a cave with cell phones, masterminded this attack on America with such precision as compared to the elusive, uh, invisible enemy of COVID that can get you and attack you from any time, anywhere. They seem to use this fear porn over and over again to, you know, get us to shrink like violets in the night into a box uh, mm. and give up everything that we have, including all of our personal information, and allow them to spy on us all of the Patriot Act. So Richard, today I understand we're going to explore the similarities as it, it compares to vaccines, the investigations that have gone on or not been really gone on per se, how the media has played a role. And of course, we're going to look at some of the more notorious characters particularly in COVID, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and more. So without further ado, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Well, thank you, Ann. And you got it right. There's so much more to look at here. And if, by the way, you missed everything Ann was just talking about, uh, be sure to go back into deep dive number six. Uh, and you're going to want to see start from the beginning, aren't they, Ann? Uh, all the way back to deep dive uh, number one into 9-11. Because uh, we do, we go into the the World Trade Center seven. We go into the Twin Towers, and then we start this back and forth. Uh, we try to make it painfully obvious the parallels that Kevin Ryan, uh, noted nine eleven researcher, developed uh, more than two years ago. And here we're just expanding on that incredible work that he's done. All right, and if you missed last week, we started with uh, foreknowledge uh, of these uh, incredible. Uh, events of 9-11 and COVID, um, we looked at the false official accounts. They have to lie. This is the deception that the opposition uses uh, all the time to, to uh, de deceive us uh, with the illusion of a false, uh, an elusive, powerful enemy. Uh, you'll see when you review uh, the deep dive number six, creating a climate of fear. In fact, go back, you guys, and look at all these deep dives because we start with World Trade Center Building 7. We go into the Twin Towers. We look at all of the evidence for the explosive demolition of these three World Trade Center skyscrapers on 9-11. And then we go into deep dive number six with, with the back and forth uh, parallels, which make it so painfully obvious, with also extreme control of people, information practices, through the abuse of science, uh, and coming up with a solution that's far more harmful than the original problem, which is where we pick up today. 
because we looked at the 9-11 side on the COVID side, we have what's been given to us as vaccines. And uh, we find that um, there are a year ago, there were or half a year ago, 29,162 reports of death on the VAERS system. Now uh, it is 33,000. We'll highlight that for you. 33,000. 33, there we go. Uh, vaccine deaths. Now, do you think that? People across this country are aware of that. Would they no. take the vaccine if they knew that even admitted on the vaccine adverse reaction system produced by the CDC or as part of it and by our government, the FDA? No, these fact these facts are hidden. There's two million three hundred eighty nine thousand adverse events altogether. That's incredible. I th I th this should be the most put out there figure ever by the media. But six months ago, it was 29,000. And what did we learn? Uh, that right there on the vaccine, uh, the National Vaccine Information Center, 29,000 deaths. Uh, there's, uh, so there, there's a study done, paid for by the CDC, and Lazarus was the main writer. What did he find in his study about the effectiveness of this reporting system? He found that fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported. Fewer than 1%. What does that mean? That means there's a far greater number of deaths than the 33,000 that we just saw currently on the system as much as a hundred times more. That's a big number and that should scare everybody. Myocarditis, uh, cases skyrocketed following the vaccines. The, cas the, cas the causality is quite distinct given that hundreds of cases of myocarditis occur mostly within the first month following vaccination. Or again, the VAERS report. The causality here of deaths is quite distinct also, given that hundreds of deaths occur mostly within the first month following vaccination. I hope people are quaking in their boots if they haven't heard this information before and that people will do your own research. It didn't take much research. It took me 10 minutes to put this together right? Uh, with the help of Dr. Madhavasetti. Go ahead, Ann. No, that's exactly right. This information is all out there, Richard. People just have to ask the question. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. And then if you ask the question on a public forum, uh, uh, social media, you get you get censored. And we talked, and we'll talk more about censorship. There was no real investigation on the 9/11 side, going to this uh, parallel number eight of Kevin Ryan. Uh, the investigation was delayed by Cheney and Bush for more than a year. There was no 9-11 commission report until they were forced by the family members to demand a real uh, deep 9-11 um, commission investigation. And when that happened, 
75% of their questions, they developed hundreds of very top key questions. They did the research. The Bush administration did not. But the Bush administration relented. They put Philip Zelikow in charge. Who is Philip Zelikow? His PhD thesis was on the creation and maintenance of public myth. Can you believe this? This is like, you, you can't even make this stuff up. He wrote and authored the report. It was not authored, written by <laughs> the commissioners themselves. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Of... It's so, it's just so bad. If I don't laugh at it, I'm going to start throwing things at my computer screen right now, Richard. So I'm, I have to find humor in this because these are just how demonic these people are. They put it right in your face. They're laughing at us. Oh, and, and it gets worse, too. He's, he's not an outsider. He's a Bush administration insider. He co-wrote a book with uh, Condoleezza Rice. Uh, so we've got the same ilk. These are the Zionist neocons brought into power under the uh, Bush administration we talked about last week, or, or I think this was, a, yeah, last week. Then the 9-11 Commission didn't effectively use subpoena power or take testimony under oath to any extent. And they overly sought to point, not to point fingers. Their job, they said, was not to find out who might have been responsible for this debacle, this oversight in our nation's security. but to provide an accounting. Well, in fact, nobody was demoted. Nobody was arrested. Uh, Philip Zalikow, uh, on the other side of the, of the coin here, the COVID side, he uh, has been asked to lead the COVID Commission planning group. This, this is where it gets too rich. It's just too out of, this is so rich, Richard. They're laughing at us. This is beyond the pale. Oh yeah, they put it. I have face. to just take a pause and highlight this. The same man who wrote the 9-11 commission report, who is known for his ability to lie artfully to the public essentially, is now the same person involved in the COVID commission planning group. That's the guy. The 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 the, uh, the investigation into COVID, its origins, its its response, uh, was was to be uh, an investigated, and he was put in charge of writing the report and running the investigation. In this case, uh, the gentleman who specialized in the creation of public myth—that's his PhD. <laughs> so it's pretty incredible. We we also have. Um, uh, uh, the coronavirus gain of function funding that we've all heard about so much in the Wuhan lab in violation of congressional law. Uh, let's let's go forward, but first let's go to the 9/11 side because the alternative hypothesis are, i.e., the evidence that you've seen and heard over the the the. the the earlier deep dives in the series, uh, they're not investigated whatsoever. They're completely ignored. They're ridiculed. Uh, they're censored as conspiracy theory. Uh, pilots, journalists, others and are, are fired for raising questions. Uh, journalists 
who claim to have debunked this evidence that we've been looking at. What do they do? They attack straw man arguments. They ridicule us as conspiracy theorists, but they don't look at the actual evidence that we talk about. Does that sound familiar on the on the COVID side? Uh, the University of Alaska report, four years, $300,000. Top university, uh, top forensic structural engineer in the country that we looked at in deep dive number two or three. Uh, he, uh, Professor Leroy Halsey, has been completely ignored by the media. Now, the Lancet, one of the, as we talked about earlier, the, the top uh, medical journals in this country, if not the top, their business is science. But here they gather and pressure as many scientists as they can to come together and write a paper. And the paper highlights conspiracy theories. Don't look at them, they say. So this is clearly a, an optic into this scientific world that is very concerned and defensive about its own capability and credibility that they have to go out of their way to attack those doubting their position as conspiracy theorists. <laughs> this is unprecedented in the Lancet and, and in scientific medical journals. So we're looking at patterns here. Same thing happens on the COVID side. But here uh, we have the censorship of social media bans. I've, I've been censored just for mentioning COVID uh, on my YouTube. Um, I've lost um, now uh, uh, seven, YouTube, uh, uh, seven YouTube strikes. Three YouTube channels have gone down. And, and some of that is for hate speech. Now, there hasn't been a hateful word out of my mouth in this deep dive series, and there wasn't for the last 15 years. And yet I am being taken down on YouTube for hate speech and for medical misinformation. And all I'm doing is citing journals that are highly uh, credentialed and, and doctors that are highly credentialed. So it's pretty incredible. Now, here's a book, The Real Anthony Fauci. You can't put this on YouTube. Nope. It uh, includes all kinds of factual evidence from the history of this man uh, who has uh, deceived the American public, as is exposed by Bobby Kennedy in this book that got millions of readers and millions on of, of uh, purchases on Amazon, yet the mainstream media has virtually blocked it out uh, altogether. You, you can't even uh, hear about it on the mainstream media. They won't talk about it. It's like the elephant in the room. And, and, and they still uh, think that they can censor this from the American people. Doctors are censored. In fact, they're losing their licenses for talking about uh, medication that actually would work. They're targeted by state medical boards for treating their patients according to their conscience and according to practice that's actually been proven to work. Dr. Merrill Nass, Peter McCullough, Pierre, Pierre Corey, and of course, Dr. Zelenko, uh, the, the founder of the Zelenko Report himself. Um, <clears throat> these people have hundreds of peer-reviewed published papers behind them. They've testified in Senate. Uh, they, they have successful cases of healing COVID from these alternative treatments. Back on the 9-11 side, we have People like our president, <laughs> former president, 
Uh, George W. Bush, uh, listen. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. Does that ring? Does that sound familiar? You get these experts on the Lancet saying, don't look at the conspiracy theories. You get the president of the United States attacking us before there was even any conspiracy theories put out there. This is from a very defensive position, obviously, and this is one of the key patterns highlighted by Kevin Ryan. We have domestic terrorism now. So, so the, sh the narrative shifts, doesn't it? For when, when it's not working, when we've killed enough Islamists out there and invaded enough countries, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, uh, others, um, <clears throat> Syria, Libya, uh, who, who, um, so that narrative is, is, is kind of dies out. Now we got to look at home. We got to create another climate of fear. We have to go after another enemy here. So shifting this narrative when it's not bought by the public, uh, domestic terrorism with racism, white supremacy, that's the new problem here. Active shooter narratives in schools. On the COVID side, we have the WHO, uh, who hires uh, the same PR firm, Hill and Knowlton, to shape the COVID from bats narrative for greater public acceptance. So a PR firm is hired to overcome the conspiracy theories uh, that, that, that work to expose the, the falsity of the official narrative. The World Health Organization, yes, they hire this top PR firm. This is even on the Daily Beast, a, a mainstream uh, paper. Uh, now, we talked about tabletop exercise event 201 in the last deep dive and, and a fictional narrative predicting a pandemic to occur three or four months later. Uh, and it did. <laughs> it was a SARS virus. We talked about that. Now, in March 2021, there's yet another tabletop exercise predicting what? A monkeypox outbreak uh, a year later to the week because it happened in May of 2022. They, they, they predicted 27 million deaths. Again, climate of fear. Now, this one didn't take. The public saw through it. Something happened to the uh, the execution of what we could call a plan, demic. Nevertheless, they've exposed their th themselves uh, quite clearly here, uh, predicting so many deaths. Uh, and, and with the attack, uh, <laughs> even call it an attack, beginning May fifteenth in Move One, uh, and they have tests for this as well. So. Jumping back to the 9-11 side, the, the, the official narrative shifts. They can't catch Osama bin Laden. They've invaded enough countries. So now what do they have to do? They have to have the FBI manufacturing events such as uh, extremists 
not just Islamic extremists now, <clears throat> but domestic terrorists. This Richard. happens on the COVID side too. The public awakens to loses faith in the false COVID narrative because people aren't as sick. There aren't as many dying. The hospitals weren't full. They were relatively empty because no one wanted to go into them. Uh, the so the narrative shifts here uh, and, and as the as the deaths die down. What do they do? They cite the effectiveness of the vaccines as being responsible for the virtual end of the pandemic well and gotta get but you gotta still get your your booster but you still, but you still have to get your booster and the hubris of these people is finally catching up to them it seems richard because like monkeypox we saw through it they're mm -hmm. trying to pack this in because they have destroyed our financial system, a one that they created that only had a one-way ticket to the result in which we find ourselves today, their hubris of being able to pull the wool over our eyes collectively is finally catching up with them. Richard, we're up against a hard stop here. Let's take a quick break. Right yeah, because when we come back, and we're going to go right into catastrophic contagion, the next tabletop exercise. Incredible. Stick with us right here on Bridie and we'll be right back after this brief message. This was made possible by Brighteon.com. After being deplatformed by YouTube, I built Brighteon.com so that we can speak. All voices of dissent are welcome. Join Brighteon.com now. Post your videos today and start building an audience there where you will not be censored. Brighteon.com. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet a suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free shipping. In recent years, the world has only become increasingly more chaotic and uncertain. Disruptions to the supply chain have resulted in global food shortages, making it difficult for us to access the very resources we need to live in a functioning society. That's why it is now more important than ever to be prepared for the unexpected. Here at Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, we've made it our mission to help you and your loved ones be prepared for any emergency which is why we are dedicated to bringing you a wide selection of ultra-clean and lab-verified superfoods, supplements, preparedness items, and other health products. So support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com today. Well, welcome back to the second half of the Zelenko Report. I'm joined with Richard Gage of richardgage911.org and where we cut to break on the cliffhanger, we have been moving through the COVID 9-11 parallels 
And they are incredibly remarkable, frankly, the hubris of these demons to keep executing the same playbook over and over. But I believe, Richard, uh, they've tried to get too much done in too short a period of time mm. because time is running out. Their financial system is collapsing and they are trying to usher in a new financial system under all sorts of fear porn to keep us distracted. And uh, when we last left off, catastrophic contagion was the theme that we were going into. And we need something, or it's not we do, they need something big because the reset is around the corner. So how are they going to try and usher in this new financial system or whatever it is they have planned next by using the next catastrophic contagion? Yeah, apparently you've got to have a, a much more out of control pandemic than the one that they had. And here's the next one in October, another tabletop exercise they had catastrophic contagion, a global challenge exercise. I am not kidding you. We just saw two tabletop exercises in a row that actually came to pass so coincidentally well here's the next one so here you are Why is a shot of olive oil the perfect way to ring in the new uh -oh. year? Could taking a shot... Let's skip that ad. Officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region. Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic. Could cause a severe pandemic, you don't say. Well, here we go again, eh? So this simulation, catastrophic contagion, was that time they pulled a another. And you can see on the right. The All right, we'll avoid the commentary, but there is the, the exercise. It, it's really almost uh, too hard uh, to believe, and it. We've. It, when does it happen? Twenty twenty-five. So a couple of years from now. Mm -hmm. um, should we brace ourselves? This is, again, this is the John Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with the WHO, and WHO, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, of course, conducting this exercise uh, in Brussels, Belgium, a planned. Uh, a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than COVID-19. Of course, it's got to be worse, right? And sure. disproportionately affecting who? Children and young people, the vulnerable parts of our society. That We care a lot more about our children. Now, COVID-19 didn't really affect children, uh, but it will on the next one they're threatening. Go ahead, Anne. No, that's exactly right. They're going to attack the children next because they know that will absolutely unglue any parent which will again be yet another distraction from seeing what is the bigger agenda here. It's it's extraordinary the level of depravity these people operate. The more fear, the more you have uh, the reduced the resistance 
to the vaccines. Correct. Uh, now look what they focus on, particularly in this one. Countries should prioritize efforts to increase trust in government, public health, and improve public health communication efforts, increase the resiliency of populations to misleading information, and reduce the spread of harmful information. In future pandemics, we should continue to expect even more major disruptions from misinformation and disinformation, i.e. the truth, right? The WHO can be a globally trusted source. Oh, yeah. And it can share science and public health information widely. But we should not expect it alone to combat or put a stop to the spread of this misinformation and disinformation. Listen to this. Countries need to collaborate to anticipate that threat and prepare to combat it with their own laws and procedures, such as censorship. They're, 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 they're pushing uh, the, the censorship of, of free speech, i.e. people who are onto them. So with that in mind, Let's look at another clip uh, from this incredible uh, exercise here. Officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region. Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. Countless millions are alive, but left with paralysis or brain damage. The most successful countries are those which invested in preparedness and trained for this moment years in advance. This included having full-time pandemic preparedness and response teams, which conducted detailed operational planning and routinely tested those plans through exercises and drills. If more countries had participated and heeded the guidance, the toll might have been much less. Yeah, absolutely incredible there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to heed the prediction of 2025 and prepare accordingly myself, given that this is the third of three now tabletop exercises, the first two of which have already come remarkably and accurately true. Uh, they say they don't predict these things. They just study them, but why do they all come true? It, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, those in charge of 9-11 policy gained the most because we have serious conflicts of interest. Uh, parallel number 11. For instance, uh, Cheney's in control of Halliburton with billions made in no-bid contracts uh, in Afghanistan and Iraq. Michael Chertoff, co-author of the Patriot Act, by the way, yet uh, administering justice against the Muslims tortured in Guantanamo while setting free Mossad operatives caught uh, dancing as the towers are being destroyed. Uh, Michael Chertoff also profiting from remote flight control systems that were developed uh, for use. Uh, uh, that 
most researchers believe were used on 9-11. For the financial, the additional financial uh, uh, crimes uh, and the exposure thereof, uh, I encourage everybody to look at the Corbett report. 9-11 trillions follow the money because billions in profits flowed to banks, defense, oil companies, and the media from the devastation uh, in Iraq. The neocon think tank project for a new American century posted on their own website in 2001 their goals for a regional for regional hegemony and in the Middle East, a vast increase in the Pentagon budget. But they said, absent a catalyzing and catastrophic event, like a new Pearl Harbor, these events will be, the, the, out, the process of change will likely be a long one. Now, yeah. uh, that's incredible. Thank yeah, God it's they amazing. New, lucky new for Pearl them, Harbor. we had 9-11. What? I said, lucky for them, we had 9-11. Oh, thank God. Um, I know. And, and of course, these are individuals who wrote this a year before they were brought into power by the Bush administration to execute these plans. Yep, it's called Rebuilding America's Defensives. Defenses. Uh, they put it right out there again, like you said, and it's in your face. Let's go to the uh, COVID side of parallel number 11, serious conflicts of interest, because you have the CDC, Fauci, Gates in control virtually of the vaccine policy because their people are on and run the FDA and the departments or the the committees uh, in the House that um, that uh, rubber stamp these policies. They hold patents, in fact, on the coronavirus and its vaccines with major stakes in the vaccine profits. What could go wrong? Holding the ownership of the patents, not only in the the vaccines, but the virus itself. This is work uh, that's been exposed uh, quite a bit uh, by. What got me kicked off LinkedIn in April of 2020, exposing the patents. LinkedIn also, yes. Who's the master of the patent research again? I had out his name, David David Martin. Uh, yeah, this is before I, I saw. I found these before I met David Martin. So. Ah, you did. Oh, good work. Uh, the Gates Foundation uh, reverses course on COVID-19 vaccine patents. Uh, just one part. Uh, yeah, David Martin, here he is, yeah. uh, showing uh, the, the detail that he dove into exposing all of this as a planned and executed strategy for profit uh, and control. His company, uh, David uh, MCAM, has reviewed over 4,000 patents that have been issued around the SARS coronavirus, including a comprehensive review of the financing. Over 120 patented piece of, pieces of evidence to suggest that the declaration of a novel coronavirus was actually entirely a fallacy. You can dig deeper into that, you guys. Um, it's all there for you. Serious conflicts of interest. Uh, yeah, on the COVID side, we have $13,000 that the hospitals are incentivized with for coming up with a positive COVID test. Now, uh, if you got $13,000 for every positive test, you're going to test everyone. 
and you're going to want those tests to be have an outcome in your favor. That's speculation on my part. But the positive, well, we'll get to that. $39,000 if the patient is put on a ventilator. What is the motivation to get patients on ventilators? What was the reason for the shortage of ventilators? And, and, and everybody who, almost everybody who went on a ventilator uh, suffered uh, a catastrophic outcome as well. I haven't done that research, and I want to find it if you can send it to me, you guys out there. Uh, help us uh, tighten uh, this presentation even more. The CDC admits financial hospital incentives drove up COVID-19 death rates. Not kidding. Incentivized to mark deaths as COVID deaths, even in the case where it may not be the primary cause of death, hospitals were paid $39,000 for every patient put on a ventilator. The FDA is tasked with keeping us safe, yet the emergency use authorization invoked for vaccines fails to meet its own requirements. What? Yeah, there's four requirements. The first one is serious. There has to be a serious life-threatening disease or condition. So they have to elevate the seriousness and life-threatening uh, aspects of these diseases. A viral Instagram post claimed that COVID-19 is 99% survivable for most age groups. And yet, they're telling us that this is a serious or life-threatening disease condition. It doesn't, doesn't wash. It doesn't make sense. Cited projections from the Centers for Disease Control. The expert consensus does indeed place death rates at below 1%. So how is it a Serious life-threatening disease, which is only one of four requirements that have to be met for the emergency use of untested vaccines. What else does it have to be? Evidence of effectiveness. Are the vaccines effective? No. Many, many studies cite that the vaccines aren't working the way they were told. Fully vaccinated adults are testing positive for COVID-19 at about the same rate as unvaccinated people. They're not doing what we were told they would do. The public was led to believe that inoculation would prevent infection and transmission. Now we know through the admission of Pfizer executive, forgot her name, you might have it, Anne, admitting in public in response to questioning Borla. from an EU. What? Borla. Alex Borla. Alec Borla? Yeah, oh, the, he's the CEO of Pfizer. Yeah, yeah. And but it was his uh his uh, female executive was was uh the one who actually admitted this publicly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, I recall that was in the EU parliament. Yep. Yep. And um and, and she says, Well, we're we're going at the speed of science here. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that uh, means. No, we didn't test to see if the vaccine would actually prevent transmission. I mean, what a stunning admission. Stunning is right. And yet, item number B, the second requirement was the effectiveness. They're not effective at all, as admitted by her. What's item number C, the third? Risk-benefit analysis, i.e. the risks of the vaccine, in this case, have to outweigh the benefits, do they? We have 29,000 confirmed deaths. Guess what? They stopped the vaccination in Kenya against the Ebola uh, disease 
when the vaccines produced only how many deaths? Uh, 25, I think. And here we have, here we have 29,000. Incredible. And it there has to sickening. be. What? It's sickening. It is. The fourth one is that there has to be no alternatives available. No other alternatives. In other words, you can use this vaccine if you have no other. Were there alternatives? Well, uh, we're going to find out that there were when we looked. In fact, we looked last week in deep dive number six at the effectiveness of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and the studies that showed their effectiveness in the other studies done by the opposition uh, that showed the, in an effort to censor by debasing uh, those studies uh, illegally uh, and, and with uh, false. Uh, we have about uh, two minutes uh, left, Richard. Okay. So um, when we come back um, next week, what we're going to dive into is an extensive look into the implementation of draconian policies and surveillance. We're also going to dive into the evidence of predictive programming. It completely uh, going back uh, decades in the case of 9-11 and a decade in the case of COVID. Uh, this is perhaps the scariest deep dive that we're going to be doing yet. So I don't want you guys to miss this whatsoever. Uh, put on your shield of armor uh, and, and, and prepare to look at the dark side. I love it. Richard Gage of richardgage911.org. Ladies and gentlemen, what he and his wife, Gail, and their team have managed to do from crime scene to courtroom, gathering all the evidence to put together a documentary, full-length motion picture documentary on all the evidence you've seen now on 9-11 series one through today, 9-11 series number seven, with more to come. Please, Consider getting involved. Become a producer. You can contribute financially to the success of this documentary because this will be shown to a grand jury who is going to use this as evidence in fact. And there it is, richardgage911.org. Please, by all means, head on over there. $5, $10, $50, $5,000, whatever you can do to contribute. This is worthwhile because we've all been lied to. And as Dr. Zelenko stated over and over, he wants the truth out there like a mantra. So it's going to be up to us, we the people, to get to the bottom of this and to get to the truth. Because as you now have witnessed, our government will stop at nothing to obfuscate, cover up, and boldface lie in our faces to better themselves. And the hell with we the people. Richard Gage, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you, Anne.